Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 79 with Diona Monique of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Ghost, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan and I am your host coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Really, really excited about today's episode. I think what's cool about this one and really mixing things up is a few things. First of all, today's guest is Diona Monique. And the first thing that's really cool about Diona was she's a member of the Founder Magazine community. And she's someone that did our Instagram domination course. Some of you guys might know that uh, we have a an advanced training course on Instagram and Instagram marketing because we're doing some really cool stuff there. And a lot of you guys asked us how we're doing it. So we ended up creating a course. And, you know, the, the next really impressive thing about Diona is she actually took that course and absolutely ran with it. And, you know, she's generating millions and millions of dollars over Instagram now, which is absolutely crazy. And that's what's so awesome about this interview is, you know, Diona is not an influencer in the entrepreneurship space. She, you know, a lot of you guys probably wouldn't have heard of her or her business, but you know what? At Founder, we like to showcase the spotlight on entrepreneurs that you may never have heard of sometimes. And we also want to showcase the spotlight on our community members that are doing amazing things. So... Let's talk about today's guest, Diona Monique. 
Now, Diona is the founder of Boho Exotic Studio, and they sell hair extensions. And who would have thought that, you know, being behind social media, you could generate millions and millions of dollars, especially over Instagram, selling hair extensions. So in this interview, Diona shares with us, you know, how she got started, how she identified this need and all the hurdles she faced, you know, everything that she's done to really crush it on Instagram. It's a really, really in-depth interview, and I know you guys are going to absolutely love this one. So before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to let you guys know, if you are looking to find out more about Instagram, we created this epic ebook. It's, you know, it's been downloaded close to 100,000 times, is so well received, and it's how to get your first 10,000 followers on Instagram. So if you want to learn more about this Instagram marketing stuff and you really enjoyed this interview, I know you're going to love this ebook. If you go to foundermag.com, F-O-U-N-D-R-Mag.com forward slash free, F-R-E-E, foundermag.com forward slash free, you can download this free ebook that'll really help you get your first 10,000 followers. All right, now let's jump into the show. Are you able to tell us uh, how you got your job? I've always been an entrepreneur in my head, but I've never actually done anything entrepreneurial, if I said that correctly. I've never, um, you know, I've always worked um, professional from ABC, NBC, Disney, large financial companies, et cetera, you know, and Little did I know, all of that training helped me for new millennial entrepreneurs and working as a new entrepreneur at what I'm doing right now. But yeah, my last place, I uh, worked at a large financial company in America called Bank of America. And I was there always creating new ideas. I worked as an assistant vice president, you know, and helped with the transition from Countrywide to Bank of America. And I helped make them, you know, uh, build what was a loan modification department. And I saw that I was making them lots of money, actually millions of dollars. And I wasn't making that much, you know, I was set on a certain dollar amount, you know, the annual wage that they give you. Um, So, you know, I started out doing something for fun, doing YouTube videos over hair extensions and hair care products and just, you know, just playing around on the video, doing YouTube videos. And I had a, a following and, you know, I saw, you know, a niche that I just wanted to take advantage of. You know, like I said, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur ever since I learned what the word was as a child. But I just always thought in my head, I just need that one idea. I don't know any entrepreneur that hasn't done this, that just creates new ideas in their head all the time. But I just need to stick with one. And once I found that there was a empty place in the market of hair extensions for every nationality and every hair texture for for women I just took up on it and and that's exactly what I did I found a family out in Brazil and in India and hired them on to make hair extensions that match my own hair texture and um the rest is history yeah wow so when did you start Boho Exotic Studio I started Boho Exotic Studio a little over two years ago. 
in, I believe it was March of 2013. Yeah, so that's actually um, when we started Founder. <laughs> that's really cool. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is cool. Yeah, that's yeah awesome. I just, I, I noticed, well, I, when I was on YouTube, because I started my business on YouTube, really, and I, I noticed that the crowd was kind of heading over to Instagram. So in March, I just finally made the decision to start my business on Instagram officially and have my business license and all that. So officially started in March of 2013. Yeah, wow. And so you had your job working at Bank of America and you you were creating these YouTube videos around hair extensions. And right. at what point did you decide to create like start selling hair extensions online, move to Instagram, identifying this gap in the market. Like tell tell me more, like tell us all about that and, and what happened. It was, it was really awesome. One day I, you know, just a regular consumer that buys hair extensions and I was at my house and I was like, wow, these are really good extensions. And they didn't match my it wasn't my product. It was another company's, um, but they didn't match my hair texture, but it was really close. Um, so I made a YouTube video and the video, this is so funny because the video wasn't professional. If you look at YouTube videos now, you'll see that they're all professionally done. The lighting is like awesome. The camera is great. There's like great editing and like graphics everywhere. Mine was, you know, the camera that's on your computer. That's what I use. I just turned it on. <laughs> I turned it on. It was like, oh my gosh, guys, you know, I, you know, found these hair extensions and they're really great, blah, blah, blah. And that video alone, in like maybe two days, it got over 30,000 views. And I was really shocked. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, wow, what is going on here? I think I may have something here. So that's when I really got into, you know, just looking at other hair extension companies and looking at, you know, what they're doing. And I was noticing I'm getting these hair extensions and I'm like, why can't anybody get hair extensions exactly like mine? Like I am African-American, I'm European and I'm Asian. So I have this really weird kind of hair texture where it's curly, but it's kind of straight, but it's, you know, and so anyway, I just wanted someone to match hair extensions that look just like mine. So after getting like all these thousands of people that are following me on YouTube, you know, you get these offers from different companies of people saying, Hey, will you post my product on your YouTube page? And it got to the point where I was like, no, I'm not going to be doing any more people's products unless someone can match my hair texture. And there was this guy that was like, well, I can do it. And so he did it and it matched and he wasn't with any type of company. It was just him and his family. So it was like a perfect divine intervention match. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm, I want to start my own business and I want to do this myself. Like all these other hair companies are selling hair extensions, but they're not, you know, catering to the client. They're just selling what they think could sell. I mean, and it would sell, but it wasn't catering to them. So that's what I did. I just started and I just started with my very own hair texture. And I was like, look guys, but 
you have to understand with my kinky curly hair texture, you know, I don't know if you know anything about hair extensions, but, you know, there's not really you either get straight hair, wavy hair or curly hair. And that's pretty much about it. And not really down to the detail of like how tight the ringlet is or or anything like that. So anyway, when I did my hair texture, apparently there were thousands of other people that wanted it just like me. And what I noticed is that people liked me and my YouTube videos because I didn't have great graphics. I didn't have, you know, the the big production and the hoopla. I was just a regular girl turning on a camera that had a hair texture that they liked. And what they noticed about me was that I was very real and very honest, very raw. I just said it how it was, you know, and they the hair industry, the consumers in the hair industry have been lied to for so many years. They get fake hair they, and they these companies tell them that it's real hair. So they were always lied to. So it was just a fresh feeling to get someone that was real and honest. And I think that's why I sold, I think, more than a little more than $40,000 in my very first month of opening. Yeah, so wow. I was, yeah, so it was a really good good, awesome thing. And I thought I was onto something. So a week after I opened my business, I quit my job. Oh, wow. (laughs) I just went for it. But you know what, Nathan, I actually would recommend if someone was wanting to go out there and be an entrepreneur, I know a lot of people, a lot of people told me when it came to family and friends, they would say, okay, okay, you, you have a good thing going. You're, you're making, you know, this thousands of dollars or whatever, but you never know. It could, it could end at any moment and you can fall off at any time. So you want to save up and don't quit your day job, you know, just, just hold on to the money and, I wasn't thinking like that. I I was thinking I have something here. And if I'm going to go for my dream of being an entrepreneur, the time is like right now. And if I'm going to sit at a job that I don't like, I might as well sit at a job, you know, doing something that I actually like, you know, I don't know how to explain. I just, I did when I quit my job without any thought of like, what am I going to do for rent? I I don't even think I thought about that. I just like turned on like tunnel vision and was like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. You know, I, I feel like I worked a lot harder because when you put your dream as your second job, it's just like working a part-time job. Yeah. You'll go in and you'll do it, but you don't put as much passion and as much drive into it as if this is it this is your rent. This is how you're going to live. And if you don't make that sale, you may be on the streets the next day. So it made me work a lot, a lot harder. And I I would recommend it because I learned everything so quick. I learned so, so much about failing customer service. I mean, even though I worked in customer service and had a job, it was just a totally different light when you're the actual boss than when you're in customer service and you could just, yeah, yeah, whatever, as long as you get them off the phone or give them their, you know, whatever, you know, it's just a whole different lifestyle that I had to learn. And since I was automatically from the start on a platform of YouTube and with all these thousands of followers, I had no room to make any error, even though I did. 
So, but I'm glad that I had all of my errors in the beginning, in the first few months, so that I could be able to learn from them quickly and, and you know, just double up on my money and expand my business. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And so you launched the e-commerce, like your website, March 2013, is that correct? Yes. Okay, awesome. And what happened next? Uh, so you left your job. You know, you're stumbling around for those couple of months. Like, I have to say, Diana, that story is unbelievable in the sense that it's your first business. That's the first product you've ever sold online, and you made that amount of money. Like, how did you keep that momentum? Like, tell tell us more about that. People can notice when you're very passionate about something. They know when you're real, and they know when it's just a no BS business when it comes to hair extensions. It's totally different than buying tennis shoes or a dress. When it comes to hair extensions, and people that buy hair extensions know this, they've been lied to for so many years. Even now from major companies, you know, you go into a store and you're like, hey, can I get these hair extensions? And and they'll be like, yes, this is, you know, this this is a great product. It costs, you know, 70 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever. And you, you buy the product and within, you know, a week, it's useless. You can't even use the hair anymore. So when they came, when coming to me and they see I am a regular person, you know, I, I probably should have done production a lot better. Um, uh, hindsight is 2020 vision, but, but that's from a professional point of view, but the consumer loved the fact that it, it was just so honest and raw and they can see the product for themselves. They saw me dyeing the hair. They saw me flat iron the hair. Their questions were answered before they even had to ask because they knew that I was once a consumer myself looking for the same type of product. So I knew what the customer was looking for. I knew what the questions were that they were going to ask. I knew what, you know, what type of shipping that they want, how long processing would be. I, I would just put this in my head and I did that in my regular work career. That's why, you know, I, I say that my professions helped me in my entrepreneurial um, journey because that's just what I did. I just took whatever before the question, customer has to ask, I would be there already with the answer. And And I think that's what helped. I knew that the customer wanted their emails answered fast, um, their phones, the phone line answered fast. I knew that they wanted things, you know, done quickly. And, and that's basically what I was, was there to do. I just wanted to make sure that the customer was satisfied 100%. And I failed, (laughs) but I also succeeded for the most part. But, but yeah, from, from that, that helped me to be able to grow as long as I, kept that tunnel vision and just um, gave them exactly what they wanted. They were, they were good to go. (laughs) But how I expanded on that, I, I can tell you that this is a really big thing. What I learned from working in a business is that 
I learned that all I have to do is find, you were talking about this in your Instagram domination, how you were saying, you know, find people that are, that work in your niche. And that's what I did. I went out and looked for my local celebrity. I didn't want to go out to like Beyonce and contact my, the Beyonce, you know, the Beyonce, but I wanted to contact the Beyonce in my local area. Who was that person? And so I found my local Beyonce and her name was Kim Johansson. If you guys don't know who she is, definitely look her up, which I naturally think she's, um, you know, she still is. She is my Beyonce. She helped me. But I contacted her and I said, hey, you know, I've got these hair extensions. I just wanted you to try them out because, you know, she could wear anything and it just naturally fits with her. But she was like, well, you know. They have to be good hair extensions. And, you know, she was all about quality herself. But I sent them out to her and she loved them. And, you know, she had, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers back then. And it's, you know, tripled since. But she had hundreds of thousands of followers and she did a YouTube video. And then she did it on her Instagram. And it just went, it just went crazy after that. Yeah. Um, so then from that local celebrity, then I went to her local celebrity and then just kind of spiraled to where I didn't have to contact anyone anymore. People, you know, contact me from celebrities to movies, TV, you know, just magazines everywhere. Yeah. Wow. And so you think that working with influencers in your industry has been massive for the growth of your business? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I can definitely say that that is, you know, 100, 100% helpful as far as a beauty influencer. Um, because they're who, you know, on Instagram, when it comes to women, they are they look at, we look at other women. We'd like to see what makeup they're wearing, what, what eyelashes and hair extensions, what dress they're wearing. So when it comes to a beauty influencer, it's really, it's really important. A lot of people laugh at that. They say like, oh, you're an Instagram model. Like, yes. Do you understand that uh, as a CEO, I'm looking <laughs> out for them every day. So, so yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's a little um, bit the game. Hey, like, especially in your, your industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, so tell us about the production of the hair extensions. And you mentioned that you have a family in India, you have a family in, in South Brazil. Where, sorry, Brazil, Brazil. Like so. how does all that work and how do you how do you create do you still to this day with Boho Exotic Studio create custom tailored hair extensions for people? Yeah, Depending on yeah. their I guess uh, hair hair type. Well, the first year it was more about studying the hair, the person's hair extension. So what I did, since I can't fly out to Brazil and India every single day or week, um, it's a daily Skype or weekly Skype or every two days uh, Skype over, you know, this is this person's natural hair texture. This is their hair color. How can we make that? And looking at different rods and just getting down to the exact detail of how we can make it work. And, and, you know, they're always very, you know, helpful. You know, they do exactly what I ask and make exactly what I I need. And so that's just pretty much how it works. They give, they give me a set price and, and I pay for their services and, and uh, living and, 
you know, you just basically take care. You pay for that person's living as well. The one in India, yeah. Well, not as far as like their their food and all that, but um, <laughs> but you take good care of them. <laughs> I do take I do take good care of them. You know, that's what they they ask for. The, this family is a family of seven in one home, and what they do is cater to me, and their prices with you know their cost of electricity. You know, it it just came up to a great price to where, you know, as long as they were helping me out in my business, they don't, I don't have to do that anymore. But um, as long as I was taking care of them, they were taking care of me. And yeah, and so that's why I expanded and found a company in Brazil as well that, you know, I'm not taking care of their cost of living, (laughs) but I am taking, (laughs) but it sounds crazy actually saying it out loud. Yeah, no. But but yeah, yeah. I have a price, a set price, and that's what happens when when I pay it, they they make it. So, it's it's really good and uh I think I was going to say about the uh about the hair texture. Yeah. I we custom tailored people hundreds of different people's hair textures and what we found is that you know, it comes down to 15 different hair extensions that we sell the most. So we have from all the way from a naturally straight texture all the way down to the tightest, kinkiest curl, which is an afro, which is a really, really tight curl that um, is manageable, that people can brush through, you know, that, you know, there is no shedding or matting. So we have these 15 different hair textures now that seem to work. And if we find a new texture, then we're going to take advantage of that hair texture as well. But right now we have 15 different textures that are tailored. Now, customers can still be able to customize their hair extensions down to their hair color, if they want it in a wig or wefts or clip-ins, you know, however they, they want it. So we still customize, but as far as the hair texture, we don't necessarily need to do that unless we don't have that texture available. Gotcha. So you receive an order online and do you have to speak to the person that's made the order or they'll fill that out in the forms? And then from there, that's when you place the order with one of your suppliers. Um, well, we mostly have hair in stock. Now, see, the thing is, is you don't know what, you know, a customer is going to order. Mm. Uh, so we, you know, you get just when you think like, um, let's just say Soraya, who is on a hit new show in America called Empire. She's in our hair extensions and she's wearing the spiral curl. So I, I can stock up on, you know, a lot of bundles of the spiral curl because I know that's going to sell because she was in it and she's wearing it on the TV show. And you get, you know, everybody wanting to wear the naturally straight hair. So you just wasted, you know, thousands of dollars in product. So I try not to do that. I try to keep what's in stock of our most frequent things that people buy. And then everything else is um, customized from the time the customer makes that order. So it is kind of a catch-22. I wish I could read the customer's mind, <laughs> but um, it's it's uh, not like that. So, But what I try to do is I will make an Instagram post even, kind of like a... 
like a meeting, I'm trying to think of the word, but a meeting that you would have with uh, a focus group. Uh, that That's the word I'm thinking of. Just having like an Instagram kind of focus group where I put a post up saying, hey, what kind of textures do y'all want me to put up inside the studio? And so I get responses and that's what I'll have and I'll remove it so I don't get any competitors seeing what I have so that they'll stock up on their product too. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's, that's what I like to do and I'll keep that in stock. But the thing about our stock is once it's in, it's immediately gone. I mean, uh, cause they know it's coming and it's there and then they take it like within, you know, 72 hours. Yeah. Wow. So what I'm hearing is you have a growth problem. But and and when you say that, what do you mean? I was going to say you said that uh, as soon as you 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 put up a new color and you you have a, a certain texture or something and it's in stock, you're saying within seventy two hours it's gone. It is, yeah, it definitely is. So I have to keep adding stock. But see, like even if I add in, so let's just say I have in stock twenty bundles of hair extensions that are in a spiral curl and I'll say hey they're in stock they'll be gone just like that and so I'm I you know have to gain back more but let's just say I add in 20 more thinking okay well they sold I sold those 20 bundles so we're on a roll let's get more spiral curl in the next three days, they're like, no, we don't want spiral curl. We want, you know, a looser curl. So it's, I always have to stay on top of, you know, what it is that, that they're wanting. And yes, you're, you're, you're kind of right. Like as far as knowing exactly what the customer wants and keeping that in stock, um, from the new customers that join in No, I, I don't know that it's kind you know how, let's just say like, if it was a clothing store and you have like these certain dresses, yellow dresses and yellow dresses are in and you're like, okay, let's stock up and get 20 yellow dresses in stock. And, you know, people buy the yellow dresses and then there's some, you know, next season they're out and they don't want yellow dresses. They want pink dresses. And, you know, you, you just have to stay on top of it and know, you know, it's hard to, I don't, I wouldn't suggest putting a whole bunch of anything in stock unless you know that, you know, it's going to sell. So I try to keep a minimum amount in stock unless I know it's, you know, a celebrity is in the hair extensions and then keep add more of that or something of my best sellers and keep that in stock. So I just want to always try to keep, you know, I want to keep stock, but I also want to, to since we are able to customize the customer's hair extensions, I see no point in keeping, you know, hundreds of one texture in stock and just letting dust roll over it. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I just think, um, I guess what I was hearing was it was it's hard to know sometimes, right? Yes, yes, it is hard to know. Mm. So I'm curious. You know, tell us about the hard times, Diana. Tell us about the sacrifices you had to make because it sounds quite easy from from, from where I'm, I'm listening from. It sounds like you launched this business and, and you're crushing it. You, you know, you've gone to do these amazing things. You, you've, you've mentioned that you've generated over seven figures in a year. Like you're doing some amazing things. Can you tell us about the hard times and the sacrifices you've had to make? How often do you work? 
I work about maybe 19 to 20 hours a day. Um, wow. <laughs> that sounds funny. Uh, all this saying it out loud sounds hilarious to me because I don't really think about it. I just do it. But it's definitely not, you know, all, you know, giggles and laughs. And it's, but I don't, I can't look at it like that. But I mean, it's been nothing but blood, sweat, tears, you know, uh, depression. I mean, you have to understand when I, when I went into this, I didn't think, you know, you're going to lose friends. I lost basically all of my friends, you know, all the people that, you know, I would hang out with uh, on my lunch break or talk to that I knew from back in high school and college. I, I, you know, I don't even talk to them anymore. I don't even have time to talk to the, the friends that I have now. All I'm doing is working. And then if I do have someone that, you know, contacts me, they're one product or they're wanting something. So it's like, if I want to do this, then that means there's no more friends. I mean, you don't have time for that. You don't have time to go out and hang out and go to different nightclubs and bars and, you know, uh, different events that are going on, unless it has to do with the business. And then I don't drink, you know, but no, the friends are gone. The family doesn't believe in you. You're not, I mean, you're not going to have people that believe no one's going to believe in you. Like you believe in you, you know, like I don't have Nathan Chan's dream. So if Nathan Chan tells me something about, Hey, can you, no one's going to ride and do the things that you want them to do as much as you want to do it for yourself. So I took that early on because I've really never really had support, you know, as far as anything that I asked for. So I don't really, I don't really ask for anything unless, you know, it's something that is truly something that I cannot do myself and I need help with, you know? So I've basically like, you know, when I went in a tunnel vision, I kind of expected no friends, no family, you know, losing it all. You know, like I said, I quit my job a week after I started my business. Do you know what that means? That means that I put in a couple of hundred dollars. If that, I think maybe, I don't want to lie to you, but I think it was like 70 bucks to start my business. Yeah, um, I, I know for a fact that I didn't spend over $300 starting it. But I know it was something really low like that, like just something like a business business license and a couple of bundles and a website to build, you know. And I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know that it was going to, you know, build off of that. So I I had to set my price to be able to cover bills and cover, you know, the the product and the shipping and all that. So my prices were high from the very start. But I didn't really think like, okay, well, how am I going to pay the rent and how am I? So yeah, there were days where, you know, I was thinking, oh my God, I need a sale. I need, actually, I need about 10 sales because it goes real. Let me tell you something, Nathan, because this is, this actually like broke me down to the bottom of being broken down. And it also built me to becoming a millionaire or helped make me become a millionaire. It was the worst time that I ever had in my whole entire career. And it's actually a worst nightmare for any entrepreneur. Let me tell you. So I had my business and I'm doing YouTube videos, right? And, you know, with a normal startup company that no one knows about, you know, if there's a complaint, you know, people complain to you they or whatever. But this person that I had a customer 
who did not like her product. And I said, okay, well, what I'll do is I'll send you out some more. So I sent the customer out more, not knowing anything about business and, you know, whatever. So I sent the customer out more without an exchange or anything. I just sent it out to her overnight. And she's like, oh, wow, I love this product or whatever. Um, Thank you. And all this other great stuff. Meanwhile, she wanted me to advertise her, but the photos that she was sending in, they weren't high quality. So what did she do? She put a, she put a video up saying, I hate this hair. This is the original, the hair that she originally got before she got the replacement. She's all, I hate this hair. I hate this company. The, the, you know, the CEO is, you know, I mean, she's saying every worst thing that you could say about someone and every worst thing that you could say about my product that you're about your product and, you know, just labeled the company, you know, I hate this company or whatever. Um, and I, this is my only personal opinion that it was just for, you know, the, the fame of, you know, you know, you got all these people that are purchasing from me. Ooh, let's click on this video that's talking, you know, crap about the company, you know, let's find this interesting. So, wow. So when she posted that video, I mean, it was thousands of views. I mean, so those thousands of views were looking at my company like, I'm not going to buy from you just because of this one person's opinion. So I actually didn't even feel like I needed to work as hard until I got that video that happened. And I mean, that was like a very depressing time for me. I had anxiety. I mean, I I, I had I had no idea what to do with my life or my business because it's like I quit my job. Oh my God, I quit my job. I have this business. What, I mean, there's this YouTube video out that's like talking crap about my company. There's thousands of views. I don't know how, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I've got a daughter. I don't know how I'm going to feed my daughter. I wasn't getting any sales, any sales. So I didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to pay rent. But I, I just, I mean, the answer to that was just, keep on working, grind harder, find the problem on what she is talking about and fix it. Even though she said in the video, yeah, she gave me more hair extensions, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I I just, I totally had to block her out. I contacted my lawyer and all that, but I just didn't even have time to, yeah, but I didn't have time to even do the court and do, I, I was just like, get inside the train and keep on working fix the problem fix her whatever she's talking about make sure that your customer service is so good that no one believes her so i just you know i mean i just went so so tunnel vision and working so hard to make my name as credible as it was from the very beginning before she ever made the video and her video is actually still out there but it doesn't but it doesn't bother me because you know like i said how i started in the business is is basically the customer i i tried to get my name and my face out of it and put the customer, you're going to hear just like how I once was before I started my business and how I was doing YouTube videos. I wanted, I wanted an Instagram post or whatever. I wanted the customer to, 
to do that. Do that like that with my company instead of me being the face of the company. Let the customer be the face. Let them tell you for yourself. If they hate the hair, let them say it. If they love the hair, let them say it. And so that's exactly what happened. So you're getting Instagram posts of customers from all over the world that are saying, you know, all this great stuff. And it kind of picked me up and it helped me because the customer's voice is a very loud one. The customer is not always right, but I make them feel like they are. And I just, I just put the tunnel vision on and just let them run the show as far as their opinion and what they think, because that helped me build and craft the company to where it is built around them. It's what they want from the hair texture to the quality. I mean, the quality is so insane right now. There's no company that can even compete with mine. And I say this, I don't say this just because, you know, I'm like, uh, I love my business or whatever. I say this because this is what the customer tells me. And I mean, and going as far as, you know, a very quote unquote, you know, bigger company. um, And I say bigger as far as more followers than I have, because it's the only difference that we have. They, they were even mentioning me on a, a television show just recently and saying that I was their competition. I didn't even think that I was their competition. I don't, I don't see anybody as my competition, but for them to mention my name and for, you know, different hair companies to come after and say, you know, cut, shut your business down. Your business looks like my, it's like, no, it doesn't at all. You know, I'm in my own entity, I'm in my own lane. And I think that when I follow my own lane and listen to the customer, everything just, just, falls into place. And so now the the company, as far as, yeah, was there a hard time like that? If there was no harder time than that, that was it. You don't want the, now I don't see it like that. If I, if a customer made a video or a, a post or they said they hated my company, I would treat it completely differently now. But back then it was very, it hurt me. It like, it just, it was like the end of the world for me. That's what it felt like. But I, I, I changed. I changed. It helped build me and grow me. Like, yes, I'm going to fix this. I'm never going to, you know, do business with you ever again. But I definitely am going to change, you know, the outlook of the company and make it something that's quite untouchable for anyone to be able to say negative things about it. And I just put that energy in the air and that's just what comes back. I have quality and, and the customer sees that. And that's what I love about it. The customer, if they love the hair, they say it. And what's, that's also another thing about my Instagram page is if you go on my Instagram page, you won't see kind of moving subjects really quick, but you won't see a lot of, you know, very like professional photos with these, you know, uh, photo shoots that were taking place. We do that. But for the most part, it's really about the customer. So I want it to be able, because customers, I have to tell you, when it comes to hair extensions and a customer looks at the product, they don't believe when a celebrity comes on to the page and says, hey guys, look at my product, um, click on their link and get 10% off. They don't believe stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, they really yeah, don't. They think, you know, they were just getting paid to do this. How am I supposed to know that this is real? So what I do is, you know, most of our our feed is nothing but 
customers because you know why the customer can see the person that is clicking on our page is going to see the actual customer wearing the hair for two years for a year for six months they've dyed the hair and they can actually click on the customer's picture and say hey you know do you like this hair you know that's where my marketing has come from it's all come from the customer it's all come from word of mouth, you know, uh, word of mouth from social networking. So, and that, that is where I get my piece because I mean, right now we're a little over 90,000, um, followers and it's growing and it's, it continues to grow because I believe that it is this word of mouth and that the customer can be able to, you know, ask the real questions to real customers and get real pictures and real video of real hair, which is not going on in the industry. I think people think that, you know, if it's all professionally done, which is good, it looks good, but that's not, it's really important to listen to the customer. And I think that's what I have got down is I listen to what they need and, and what, and it may look different, but I guarantee you it makes more sales. So yeah, (laughs) sorry for talking so much. (laughs) No, no, it's great. Uh, I think they're they're the best kind of conversations where you just let that other person talk and and, uh, I can see you're really passionate about this stuff, Diona, and I think it's so spot on. Like I think one of the biggest underlying themes from our conversation is is the customer doesn't lie. If if you've got a crappy product, Mm -hmm. they're not going to buy it, right? And, right. and they're going to tell you what they want. And customer service is so extremely key in treating mm-hmm. that person like so extremely well. Above and beyond, people are just blown away. You know, that, that's a big one. Um, one thing I was dying to ask you and we'll work towards wrapping up is you said that you, you work like 20 hours or, or 19, 18 hours a day. That won't be forever, right? Like that. That's a that's I think I hustle pretty hard and I don't work that 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 many hours. No, um, yeah, and I definitely won't be doing this forever. But there, I have a goal of where I want to be, and no, I'm not you know doing customer service and all that. But I have a business plan and a business model of where I see myself within three years. I was about to say five, but within three years. And so with that, there's things that I need to do. And and I don't want to say, okay, I'll do this next week. I want to get it over with, you know, that night, you know, because once I make my list out, the list is really long of things that I need to do. And to get there, there's a lot of things that need to be done. Because what I've noticed right now is that the customer needs to get their hair product immediately. That is the biggest thing. They want their hair right then and there. They don't even want to wait. So my goal is to be able to get it to the customer within 10, as soon as they want it, they can be able to go to the store and get it. And so that's, that's what I'm, I'm working towards doing is to be in stores, um, worldwide since my customers all over the world. Um, so that's definitely what I'm focused on. And to get there, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be done. And, you know, there's people that are up in different countries when the America's asleep. So, there's different hours that I need to be up. I definitely take naps, you know, for like 
20, 30 minutes, you know, but <laughs> for the most, most part, I'm, I'm pretty much up, but I don't mind it. There's just a lot of things that just need to be done and I'm definitely going to take care of it. Now, do I see myself working 20 hours in the next, year or so like no I don't I see myself you know I have a balance I have a work life balance but I I definitely you know work a little bit more because there's you know I have to be in stores worldwide that's just that's just it yeah no that's awesome wrapping up what are three actionable items that people can take away from your experience as an entrepreneur and you could still say, like, you haven't been doing this stuff for that long. You know, what 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 is what are your three biggest takeaways, action items you want people to go out and take away from you? Now, I don't I don't know if a lot of people will agree, but my number one thing that I would say that someone should be able to take action on is if this is your dream and this is what you want to do, then go for it. And in my opinion, I would say stop everything and channel towards your dream. You know, make sure that you're able to finance your your life and lifestyle, but don't put your dream as your second job. Make it your first job. You know, if you're going to go for your dream, go for it. Don't let there be any excuses. Just absolutely let that be your number one thing. Because I know a lot of people that say that they want, you know, to do certain things with their life, and yet that's on the back burner. But I definitely say make that your your first thing, you know, make it your number one. Number two, what I would say is, you know, don't tell people your dreams. Um, don't tell people your goals because they're going to probably laugh at you and give you all these different reasons why you shouldn't do it. Um, and I just say go for it. Don't tell them anything. Show them. Let them see your success. Let them start asking about it. I wish I had done that. I wish I had not told anybody what my dream was um, because they all laughed at me in the beginning and now they're one they're one of the products. So, <laughs> but I definitely wouldn't. I, I would recommend don't tell anybody. Just let them see what you're doing. And the last thing I would say is, um, and this isn't just to pull a plug or anything, but I definitely would say to definitely listen to your Instagram domination because, um, that really is so helpful. If you're trying to gain your ultimate goal is to get more customers. So you want to know every detail on how you could be able to get more followers because more followers are more viewers and more viewers become people that log onto the website and that equals more sales. So I I would definitely recommend that. It's, It's kind of like, college for Instagram, you know, know, these are like the basics. I mean, you even go as far as like, you just go into so much detail and, and different apps and things that people don't know about that, um, has really helped me. Like I gained thousands of of followers. I've, I'm over a million dollars, not to be technical on the dollar amount, but, um, but made so much money. And I really think that, you know, not only the beauty influencers that have helped me, but also the, the Instagram domination has helped me. And so, so yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Oh, well, thank you. Look, uh, it's been amazing chatting with you, Diona, and, and hearing more about your story and how you got started. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really inspiring to hear how hard you're hustling, and uh, I think everyone can learn a thing or two from you. 
Thank you so much. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content, either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.